another episode of the Beulah Girl podcast. For links, related resources, and even more encouragement, visit BeulahGirl.com. Hi, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Beulah Girl podcast. I'm Carol Whitaker, your host. And today you have a special treat. I'm going to be turning over the mic in a minute to Susie Lolly, our wonderful, exuberant co-host. And she is going to be sharing a story of a time when she went to a tea room in Knoxville when she was on her way home to her hometown, I should say. She lives in Georgia now, but she was on her way to her hometown and she had a God moment where she stopped at a tea room and was able to talk to some women there. And it may have been considered sort of a small moment um, to other people, but Susie just shares and will be sharing in just a moment. Um, This is also based on a post she's written. So I encourage you to check that out on BeulahGirl.com. But one of the main points that she talks about is just the idea that often we get focused on big goals. Like maybe God has promised us something big in our future or we've had, you know, some sort of purpose spoken over us. Maybe our future includes some sort of role. And we may be so focused on that that we may oftentimes neglect the small moments of opportunity that happen every day. And so Susie is going to be sharing her tea room small ministry moment and just sharing about how that moment was actually not really small at all. And that sometimes what we consider small or insignificant really may have more significance than we think. So we'll be turning it over to Susie and I'm so happy that she has chosen to share this with you. And I think you're going to be very blessed by her testimony. As an English teacher, one of the core concepts I learned to teach was theme. It's the author's underlying message. It's what he wants us to take away from a piece of literature. And one of those most common themes is that things are not always as they appear. They're not as insignificant or even as accidental as they might first seem to be. One such non-coincidental encounter started as many weekend days of my life do at the thrift store. I'm always drawn to a beautiful book cover, English teacher, remember? And on this particular day, it was the cover of an anthology on Southernness from the editors of Garden and Gun magazine. As I opened the book to a random page, and guys, I'm using air quotes on several parts of this paragraph, I landed on an article that purported that Knoxville's Chintzy Rose Tea Room and Junk Shop served tea that surpassed any other in the South. That's really saying something. Well, how coincidental then that I just happened to be planning a trip to my hometown in Virginia and that Knoxville is the halfway point. How strange, air quotes again, that anyone I had asked to take the trip with me was unavailable. I was a little depressed about going by myself, but when I saw that article about the tea room, I determined to make an adventure out of my trip after all. When the day arrived, I put on an extended episode of my favorite podcast and set my sights on the halfway mark where my personal roadside attraction was waiting. When you're alone, which for many of us happens in small doses and for others too often, you have time to reflect. As I prayed, worshiped, and listened to God on the way, I specifically prayed that I would not miss any plans God had for me that day. Four hours went by, and a little after lunchtime, I arrived arrived at the Chintzy Rose, which was actually out of my way. I missed the little place the first time and even had to turn around to go back to it. When I walked in, antiques were everywhere, and I mean that literally. The shop was more than just a little disheveled, but I felt so much at home already. You see, my artist grandmother, who taught me that a teacup should always have a thin lip and what it was to read Victoria magazine, always kept our house a little disheveled with her projects as well. 
I made my way to the back beyond the shop to the smallest tea room you've ever seen. There was one empty table out of a whole three. So I seated myself there. However, Knoxville is in the South, so when I mentioned that I had driven all the way from Atlanta for the best sweet tea in the region, three ladies from an adjoining table insisted that I sit with them, the definition of Southern hospitality. We sat and laughed together like we had been friends for years. They talked about their kids and grandkids, their work, and their ministries. We bantered back and forth with the owner and with the lady at the third table, and we even met Mrs. Tennessee America. We passed what was surely more time than they had allotted for their lunches, and by the time I said my goodbyes, I had an invitation to go on a thrift store run with them. One of the ladies in particular, Caroline, seemed more drawn to me than the others. I don't recall what it was about her story at this point that connected us, but I do know that I ended my time there with her phone number and an invitation to come stay at her house the next time I was passing through. She came from a broken marriage and seemed to want genuine connection with other women, and I was happy to fulfill my same desire for connection, too. I left that little restaurant with more than just the vintage embroidery hoops I'd purchased and the refill of great sweet tea. It was, after all, in my hand. I left with an overwhelming peace and joy in my heart. I left knowing that, despite the fact that no major miracle had transpired, I had just had a divine appointment. I call that appointment, the one any outsider would have missed, even if they had been looking for it, small ministry. I went out of my way and by doing so encountered someone who needed me in a situation where I needed respite as well. If you look at every area of my life, there appears to be chaos. From my physical house to my body to ministry transitions, it appears like I'm waiting for my big moment, the time when God will deliver me and finally bring me into the purpose he has for me. But does that mean he wants me to waste all those sweet tea and small ministry days? Not at all. So let's examine three ways we can integrate small ministry so that it becomes perhaps the most impactful ministry of all. Number one, the more we take time to look for small opportunities, the more we naturally notice them. If you'll recall in my story, before I went into the tea house, I was already praying and worshiping and asking God to do something with me. I've been much more conscious in recent years that the days in between my big moments must be used for some purpose. I've put myself in the mindset to look for opportunities to give people a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. You will find what you look for. As my husband always says about spotting a million silver Hyundais on the road now that I have one, it's true. We will always find what we look for. In Jeremiah 29, not 11, 13, Jesus says that very thing. We will find him if we seek him with all our hearts. He wants to be found by us. So if you're waiting for your big moment, don't miss all those other little moments in between. Tip number two, we change ourselves when we help others. I went to that tea house lonely and stressed and concerned with my life's current state, but I came out full of peace and hope. And even, even having had an encounter with a new friend, when I sat down at the table, I made it my purpose to return kindness for what had been shown to me when the ladies invited me to sit with them. But I ended up being the one to gain. Isn't God like that? When we give to others, he says it comes back to us pressed down, shaken together and running over. If you take time for small ministry, you will be the one ministered to. Number three, your ship may not have come in today, but I bet a kayak did. <laughs> in the last few years, my husband and I have joined what's playfully called the kayak click. There are six of us and hopefully more soon who have kayaks and like to get together to go out on the water. But kayaks aren't easy. You are physically paddling, and when a storm comes, you're not in one of those boats with a big engine that can escape quickly. You're doing all the work and having all the pain, and it can make you feel like it would be so much better to have that big boat that everybody else is in. So many times we are looking for a big ship to come in, that big opportunity or change. 
but we have to make sure not to neglect the days in between. Next time you're waiting for your big yacht-sized encounter with God or with others, don't neglect that little kayak of opportunity that might be tied just nearby. So guys, you see, God is not interested in us just getting to our next big destination. We might be goals-focused. We might want the next job or a bigger house or a better situation, but God is more interested in transforming us on the journey, burning up the dross and transforming us to pure gold along the way. The kind of people who will actually be strong enough to bear up under the big opportunities when they come. That's what small ministry is all about. Taking time not to miss the opportunities in the everyday, the ones that will build us and transform us and maybe not be so insignificant after all. Friends, I love the reminder that Susie gives us of looking for those small opportunities and not brushing past them because so often, as she says, we are gazing ahead and looking for that big ship to come in. But as she says, we may not notice the small kayak that is tied nearby. And the Bible repeatedly tells us that we need to be faithful in the small things and it's our obedience that brings blessings into our life. If we're willing to be obedient and faithful in the small, then God is willing to expand and and usher in those big blessings that we are looking forward to. And it's not easy to wait. And certainly if we have a big promise that God has given us, or we know because it's been spoken over us, we know what our destiny is and we just feel like we haven't arrived. It's so easy to get fixated on that and really just miss what God's doing in the moment. But when God leads us towards wherever it is we're going, it's made up of small steps and we have to be willing to be obedient in those small steps if we're ever going to get to the big thing that we're waiting on. So I love that Susie um, just gives us, you know, a reminder of that. And while I'm just going to be honest, I'm the type of person that when I'm going out the door, I'm telling God, please don't make me do anything today. Lord, what are you going to make me do? Sometimes I'm just terrified. But Susie, I love her open heart. She says, Lord, what do you have for me today? you know, let me not miss it. And just her willingness and her desire to do what God would would want for her for that day. So I love that she has that heart and that spirit. And that's something that we can all emulate. And if you don't know Susie, I just want to tell you right now how fortunate I am to have Susie helping me on the blog. She does all of the technology. She's my co-host for the podcast. She is somebody that I often text very late at night or, you know, send a frenzied message to. She has a full-time job, but she always responds and she helps me with a lot of aspects of the blog. And Susie is good at a lot of things. Most of us are good at one or two things. Susie, as you just heard, is a great communicator. If you checked out her post, I encourage you, you know, if you haven't, I'm sorry, checked out her post, I encourage you to do so. Um, just pop over to BeulahGirl.com and, and read it. But she's a great writer. She was a great English teacher. We used to teach together. And now she's moved on to technology, instructing technology. She's also a great worship leader. I mean, the list just goes on. So she's a woman of many talents. And we're fortunate that she was able to share with us today. And I hope that you gain something from the three points she brought up. And it her, you know, story just impressed on you 
the importance of being present in the moment, not getting so absorbed with what's ahead that we miss what's right in front of us. So let's just pray. Lord, for those of us listening, maybe we have a big promise or just something big that we're holding on to that we know is coming, but it hasn't happened yet. And Lord, even if we are looking ahead to some sort of big promise, I pray, Lord, that we would choose to just be present in the moment, that we would choose to look for opportunities to minister to other people, to use our gifts in the way that would please you, that we would be aware and listen for those nudges and, the, and your voice and, and just be aware of those opportunities that happen every day in our mundane activities that we go through where we can be a light to those around us. And Lord, we wouldn't despise small things that we would be cheerful and obedient in those things that do seem small or seem smaller than what we want at the moment that we, we would understand, Lord, and we would re be reminded today that it's those small acts of obedience that lead us towards the direction we need to go that lead us in the right way and perhaps the the next small thing that you put in front of us is the door that's going to unlock and open up to the big thing that we're hoping for and we know you have for us so thank you lord for Susie and just her message today and i pray that everyone who has listened will just be encouraged in jesus name amen mm -hmm.